Uh, morning, everyone. Wednesday, 16th of February, and a much better look to the market this morning. Dow Jones up 423, S&P up 1.58%, NASDAQ up 2.53%. We've got quite a significant sentiment boost as the Germans talk to the Russians about not invading Ukraine, as the Russians show some footage of Russian troops leaving the border after exercises. Biden says that there's no evidence that they uh, have backed off. I think anything could happen at any time on this. There are some suggestions that Putin's just playing everybody uh, to make it look like it's all cooled down, makes it more effective if they do then invade. Anyway, who knows? But the market has got a sentiment boost. Moscow uh, or the Russian stock market was up 3%, so they believe it. US market obviously having a bounce as well. So we've got a Ukraine sentiment bounce this morning. Otherwise, there was a PPI number, producer price index number, which followed the higher than expected CPI number. That was up 9.5%. That's down a little bit on the last reading, but it's still obviously a high number. Bond yields didn't really do anything overnight, staying at elevated levels. It suggests to me that this inflation concern is going to stay around for another month, in which case the market's going to remain under a little bit of pressure. The next FOMC meeting is on March the 16th. Otherwise, Bitcoin up 4.8% tells you that the irrational exuberance is back. The other sector that's notably performing today is lithium. I read some article about the demand explosion and the shortage of lithium and how electric vehicles are not going to arrive because there isn't enough lithium around. Anyway, that is is reinflating some of those stocks. You probably saw some charts in the strategy piece I put out yesterday. But we've got mineral resources, Pilbara, all down 25 to 30% in the last month or so. And if the market sentiment improves, they will obviously come back. And this morning, there's a lithium bounce going on, helped by Liontown, who have announced a deal with Tesla, five years of production from 2024. And they're up 15%. So lithium back on today. Otherwise, the iron ore price down 8.8% as the Chinese National Development and Reform Commission talk about increasing market supervision and trying to stop speculation and misinformation. And the iron ore price, which is up from $87 to $150, comes off 8%. I think that's fairly short-term stuff, probably bounce again. But you'll see BHP, Fortescue, FMG had results today and BHP yesterday. You'll see them just underperforming the market today down when the market is up. Otherwise, CBA is ex-dividend today. We've got FOMC minutes tonight. Loads of results out. Thomas, CSL up 7% on theirs. What else is going on this morning? Thanks, Marcus. Yeah, like you said, heaps of results today. CSL, Fortescue, Santos, Treasury Wine, Evolution Mining, Fletcher Building, Prometicus, Breville, NetWealth, Corporate Travel Management, some of the bigger ones. CSL's profit slipped, but it's scraped in ahead of consensus. The dividend was maintained, although management sees profit, the, the guidance they had sees profit sliding about 5% this financial year. But the market reacted positively on that release. So seeing some positives there. Breville, another strong result, expects growth in EBIT of around 15% this financial year. Dividend up 15.4%. Liontown jumping, that's the biggest or the best performer at the moment, up 17%. Treasury Wine Estate, 
states up around 11% despite the profit and revenue declines. They announced a dividend of 15 cents. Net wealth slipping on their results announcement. The worst results reaction down about 13%. Profit down 2%. Fortescue cut its dividend. So like you said, they're underperforming a bit today. Dividend of 86 cents, 41% lower than the 147 cent dividend paid last year. So that is not keeping investors overly happy. Chinese inflation data due retail sales from the US and FOMC minutes as well. In other news, elective surgeries set to resume in Victoria by the end of February. And the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad says the Australian government should axe negative gearing to incentivize buyers to choose wisely rather than reward them for bad decisions. So that was an interesting headline. Um, let them make their bad decisions, I reckon. <laughs> interesting when he owns 8,000 properties. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting, say what it interesting was. perspective. How, yeah. how I bought 8,000 properties <laughs> in 8,000 days. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. And uh, just on some of those results, as I say, CSL up 7%. Breville we hold as well, up 4.8%. EBO up 2.3%. That's been one of Chris's stock picks from a while ago. Uh, Pro Medicus up 9.5% today. Net Wealth down 12% on theirs, notably Premium and Hub down 10% and 7% today. So I don't know how looked at the detail, but I don't know what's in the net wealth results that's upsetting those two. Yeah, net wealth, I just looked at their guidance. They said also if the RBA ups interest rates by oh, 250 basis points, then their margins would exceed 105 basis points. So they're definitely relying on a bit of hawkish policy decisions from the RBA there with their margins. Right. Okay. And tr- you'll see travels up today as well. Corporate travel have said that even though I think their revenues down, their profits, something like tripled, and they talk about material a higher activity or travel activity um, in the second half and this sort of thing. So sort of enforcing that travel is bottoming. So uh, Leighton, BHP, Seek had results yesterday. Anything in the broker stuff? BHP, we're still waiting on broker comments there. They did get a couple this morning. Morgan's downgraded to a hold. Macquarie has an outperform rating for BHP with a target price 12% above the current share price. But yeah, still waiting on the other comments. Seek on their results yesterday, they beat consensus they're up 6.1 percent at the end of the day macquarie commented that they should continue to benefit from a strong labor market and the broker recommendations coming in morgan's has them at a hold macquarie has an outperform rating credit credit swiss has an outperform rating board minute has an accumulate rating and Credit Suisse has a target price 30.6% above the current share price. And the average target price there is 14.6% above the current share price. Also got Ansel. They were down 1.1% on their results yesterday. City and Morgan Stanley commented that post-pandemic normalisation should be expected around the first half of 2023. Morgan's says hold. Macquarie says neutral. City says buy. They've got a target price 43% above the current share price. Credit Suisse is neutral. Morgan Stanley says overweight and they've got a target price 31% above the current share price. The average target price there is $30.52, which is 9.8% above the current share price. And a couple of other interesting ones. I saw Atomos 
code for that is AMS. Morgan's has an ad rating on that with a target price of 115% above the current share price. And Seven West Media, Credit Suisse, has an outperform rating with a target price of 30% above the current share price. On AMS, yeah. Morgan's is often broker to a lot of smaller companies. And they may well be, I don't know, I, I reckon research should have a red skull and crossbones stamped on it if a broker is a broker to the company because uh, that sort of thing sounds like, I, yeah. I may be wrong, Morgan's may have no relationship with them, but it sounds like one of those uh, mid-range brokers with a small corporate client and a perpetually optimistic view, but I could be wrong. Uh, right, uh, Chris, chart chat, what have we got today? Midweek chart chat, sorry, technical uh, yep. stuff. Technical trades, yeah, midweek review today. So I take a look back at the recently closed trades and learn quite happily that we haven't left anything on the table. So the prices since we exited are, are no better and in some cases significantly worse. So nice that we exited those positions at the right time after the market had bounced more than 500 points. We know that markets don't move up or down in a straight line. So got the timing right there. The only position we have open at the moment is uh, QBE and that has just tried to break out the top side of the range. So I'll continue to allow this one some time and space uh, and hopefully the bulls can drag it higher. And then I take a look back at Rio Featured this as chart of the day back on the 7th of February. So a week or so ago, it was around $114 then. It closed yesterday at $118.75. Would be taking a bit of a hit today, obviously on the back of the iron ore price uh, coming off overnight. So anyone who's uh, still in that one might be having a look at it today to get out. Uh, and then what I've got on the docket, I did a webinar with NAB yesterday. Uh, I'll be sent the recording. I'll definitely share that with Marcus today. Subscribers, of course. I'm on the call tomorrow with Adam Dawes. That's Henry's friend from Shores. And then bringing it home to uh, the Marcus Today members once again doing a chart chat on Friday, which I'm very much looking forward to. Right. And you did you did Ausbiz on energy yesterday? I did uh, Ausbiz the trade on the banks, on the banks. Rank the banks from best to worst. Right. That's a, with a technical bent. Yep. Okay, good. Henry, what have you got Henry's take today? Um, thanks, guys. In Henry's take today, just looking at uh, the potential for the lithium bounce, even without Lion Town's announcement today, Arbor Mile, as I was saying in the breakfast briefing this morning, was up 6% overnight. So there is a little bit of a bounce in, in lithium, uh, which is more than be said for the market, which is only up eight points now. So it's all uh, going a bit sort of soft and uh, wobbly again. All eyes really on the Dalian Iron Futures market, which is where we get our iron ore lead from. Uh, that was down 10% yesterday. So at the moment, uh, the uh, the miners are a little bit underwater with that Fortescue result. Also, the commentary from BHP. I sat in yesterday with uh, Rudy and Evan Lucas to a, a private briefing with the CFO, David Lamont, from, uh, from BHP and got to ask him a few questions. So I've written an article today about BHP and what I think about the big Australian. But bearing in mind that it's uh, very much iron ore dominant still, uh, you need to know that you are buying BHP really for the iron ore at the moment. Potash is a long way down the track, um, but was interesting on some of his comments on Chile and the political environment there because, of course, they've got Escondida there. Uh, and there has been some concerns about the political change in Chile. Also looking at uh, inflation and a theory from a gentleman by the name of Fisher Black that proposed the theory about inflation is that you actually um, 
we get what we want. If we think inflation is going higher, inflation will go higher. If we think inflation is going lower, inflation will go lower. So uh, just some thoughts there. Uh, Mr. Black was a man responsible for the Black and Scholes option pricing model. So he's no dummy and he's a very well-known economist and uh, certainly an interesting way to look at inflation. And uh, I was out and about last night at a, um, a venue in Sydney and uh, life was pretty normal, I have to say. No evidence apart from checking in and being having to be double vaxxed. Uh, life was pretty normal. So um, certainly uh, things returning and even the traffic was normal, which is uh, interesting as well for Transurban. That's about it for me today. Right. On my section, if you have a look at yesterday's, I don't think things changed too much from one day to the next, but... Uh, my feeling is our market, or I pointed out, our market actually peaked way back in August last year. It's almost six months ago and has gone nowhere since. We had that little bit of a collapse earlier in January and then the rebound we've just had. But essentially, our market's going nowhere. The US market, the NASDAQ peaked as well in November. Uh, the S&P peaked in January. But uh, it, just to make the point that the trend in our market is very sideways. I remember working at Nomura or Nomura as most of you know, Japanese broker in London. That was a dark chapter in my career working for the Japanese, trying to sell equities to Scotsmen who had been populating the Japanese prisoner of war camps and didn't realise till I started talking to them that uh, they were telling me, I will never, ever, ever deal with the Japanese ever, but whatever. Uh, didn't hardly traded for six months at Nomura, but Nomura had a principal trading desk and a head of equities, uh, or rather head of desk, who when the 87 crash happened, he sent the four traders home because the uh, market, when it trends down, if you if you try and force profits out of a uh, market that is that you're swimming against the tide, you just lose money. And if it's your job, you feel driven to trade when the best thing you should do is do nothing. And he sent them all home and told them to work on their golf handicaps because it saved more money to pay their salaries for them to do nothing than it than having them trade endlessly in, in a market that was going sideways or down. So our market, as I say, peaked six months ago. It may well be for some of you. There are some things you should do. I wrote about in the newsletter yesterday, hold higher levels of cash. If you're interested in dividends, I don't think there's any stress as far as precipitous market collapse concerned. So you just hold on. But for more active people, you generally hold a bit more cash, uh, trade less, pick up on stocks for stock specific reasons rather than general market reasons, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, some of you may even decide to just step back until a an uptrend uh, returns and work on your golf handicaps. But there are, uh, I'm just making the point, you just notice that the market's going sideways. There's no guarantee, there's no bull market making us all look clever at the moment, uh, in which case you might just think about whether you should be intensely trading the stock market at the moment. Uh, as I say, for dividends, I wouldn't worry too much about it. BHP, for all, for all the sort of cooling recommendations, Recommendations. Uh, BHP still got its dividend coming up. No one's going to pass on BHP until that's out of the way, that's for sure. Today, I'm talking about war and how it can be a positive because uh, it provides a buying opportunity. And there are a couple of charts from the newsletter a couple of weeks ago showing how it bottomed in the Gulf Wars. And I think if there is an invasion, we've got a short, we're going to get a short, sharp shock and the market will quickly get its head around it and it'll provide an opportunity. So it's a, these things are usually a buy on weakness. Anyway, 
that's probably enough from me today. Plenty more to be read in the newsletter. Right, question of the day today is name a sector that is driven by sentiment that is bottoming in the short term and a one that is topping in the short term. Thomas. I thought it was just driven by sentiment. But my my I, I've been cheated a little bit more. I went asset class and chose cryptocurrency as something that's driven by sentiment. A sector that's bottoming in the short term, we're gonna go with lithium just from today's change. Yeah. And topping out could is it too early to say, did energy fall overnight? Yeah, oil price was down three point six percent. There we go. Might be a bit too soon, but I'm going with that. Well the Ukrainian troop just going short energy at the moment as the Russians disappear. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, Chris? Uh, I would say travel at the moment is absolutely driven by sentiment. Uh, we haven't seen the re- uh, recovery in travel yet, but uh, we see Qantas up today. I think it's 2% flight center up around 5%. So announcements, border opening, closures, COVID, all those things are driving the sentiment in that space. Uh, and one that's topping out, you've caught me on the hop, um, iron ore. Iron ore. That's a pretty obvious one today. Yeah. And and may well be right. You know, the iron ore price significantly up from $87 to $150. And suddenly you've got the Chinese making their noises again. I certainly hope it's not the case, but it could be right. Ben. I'll follow Chris's iron ore call right there by saying just mining explorers, mining explorers in general, topping out. They are driven by sentiment, of course, because it's all about optimism and what they might find in the ground. And if the big players are doing well, they're more likely to keep going. And as soon as the first little signs of slowing, come, then that's going to reduce a bit of the optimism and slow them down. And I will back Tom in with his lithium bottoming call. Like, well, literally all of my ideas have been taken. I was going to say the crypto one as well. And then, yeah, iron ore was going to be my my topping. Yeah, cri- crypto is the representation of sentiment because <laughs> yeah. there, there don't, don't appear to be any fundamentals. Uh, Henry. Um, I wrote yesterday about the oil price and how with everybody long and predicting $100, $120 a barrel, it was a very crowded trade. Um, and it did seem to go that way last night. So I think the oil price uh, has topped out at least temporarily. And of course, that is very much driven by sentiment, as is, let's face it, the whole of the market at the moment. It is uh, being whacked all over the place, primarily by sentiment. So uh, I don't think that's going to change to any extent. But maybe one area that is starting to look a little bit more attractive after the big sentiment fall is the, the tech stocks. Not that we have very many in Australia, and they are dominated by the buy now, pay later sector, but there might be some bargains around around there and uh, lithium uh, well it's um, having a bounce today but who knows tomorrow great uh, good uh, so I would say uh, bottoming uh, have to go with um, lithium I think travel though is a, a really good one if you look at those results from corporate travel today have a read through and they are anticipating a rampant return to business yeah. and the Uh, One that I think uh, looks like it's topping out. This is short-term stuff. It's not really a a sentimental thing. But if you look at those net wealth results, the 10% fall in premium, the 7% fall in hub, there's something in those net wealth results which doesn't look good. Uh, And uh, Tom's talked about it. Could well be interest rates, uh, but we'll have a look at that. But that looks like a um, sector that despite okay-ish results, going nowhere. As I leave you, market up 24. We've been up 58. Some good results in there, particularly from some of the stocks we hold, except for net wealth. Uh, happy with that. And BHP, I think, holding for the dividend uh, now. And um, I'm guessing that iron ore price is going to bounce back short term. So no great stress there. Anyway, that's about it. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.